Welcome to another episode of One-on-One -on -one with Patrick. Yes, in this series, you'll hear me having conversations with guests, just like any of the millions of podcasts out there. But there's a twist to this one. Here, you get to be a fly on the wall in a one-on-one -on -one web design coaching session. I'm not speaking with industry experts, leaders, gurus, or influencers. I'm talking to people like you. People who are still in the very early stages of their web design business journey. People who have questions, concerns, struggles, or simply need some motivation. I hope you'll find it useful. Let's dive in with today's session. Hey, can you hear me? I can. Hello, I can't see you though. So where are you from? Leicestershire in the UK. Okay. You know roughly where that is? Uh, I mean, I, I've been to London and Canterbury. Okay, so it's, it's 100, about 150 miles north of London in the middle of right. the UK. How long have you been doing? Did you say you just started doing web design like six months ago, basically? Yeah, basically. I've been doing on and off web design for about, well, all my life pretty much. Um, I used to have a blog when I was younger. Um, with my mate and I was on WordPress and then um, yeah I dabbled I used to own a bike a cycling shop um, so when, when we had that I started my own website uh, for the store uh, which was based on Magento um, and that was the massive learning curve because Magento is quite complex but it was the best e-commerce solution I could find at the time that integrated with eBay and Amazon Mm -hmm. um, so as you listed things on the Magento website, you could automatically get them to list on eBay and Amazon and it did all the stock control system. So through all that, um, I then went on to doing a few other little things, but then, yeah, never really got into it as a passion um, to, to make it a full-time job. So I've always wanted to. Uh, and then we got in, in the UK, we got furlough pay. So basically while you're off work, uh, they gave you a, a supplement allowance basically right. um so that allowed me gave me the freedom to stay at home and actually focus on doing this while maintaining that income sweet well i mean it looks like you've uh so you had some past experience with it then for sure when you were younger kind of you kind of dabbled back and forth yeah I've dabbled a bit, a bit yeah and yeah. i've always been a bit of a geek so i know the ins and outs of a computer and stuff so i, I kind of know the basics um of, of yeah websites web pages and all that sort of stuff yeah, it's uh, it's slick. I like it. Thanks. Couldn't I? I couldn't help but notice there's a section here that looks uh, pretty familiar. Uh, which one's that? The six reasons to choose dot wall. Yes. Inspiration. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Um. Yeah, no, I really liked. So when I landed on your website, I love. Um, it's a very much a, t a tunnel driven website. So you, it always makes you go down the website and navigate to a part where it's down. I mean, I've, I've been reading quite a bit about the, the, like the customer journey the visitor journey, and it's, it's all about trying to get them it, to get, to get them to click off the homepage is quite a commitment. So the homepage should be quite a nice funnel, which they kind of, as they go down, they get more and more interested, buy into the social proof. And then when they get to the bottom, by the time you're asking them for a call to action, they're ready to commit. Um, so that's why I've been using that on, on most websites that I've been doing going forward, really. And it, I'm hoping it's the right thing to do. Yeah, that's the idea. That's stuff for the strategy uh, I went with with my 
uh, website and the multiple landing pages that I have. Mm. Um, so you mentioned you got some clients already. How did you, how did you manage that? Um, so basically I've, well, I haven't really, but my partner's got a very good uh, social network in, in her local, um, village. So with the family and friends and stuff, and I've always been quite reserved before, never really willing to put myself out there, but I thought for this web design stuff, I'm just going to just throw everything at it. So I've just been putting stuff on Facebook. Um, my partner's family have been re retweeting it, re, um, reposting it and stuff. And luckily, um, two or three people have reached out and actually commissioned websites from me, which is really good. Um, and then I've just been, a bit, been doing a bit of networking. So I reached out to one person that was a marketing person in my local town. Uh, and she was like, I said to her, basically, if you get work, I can, we can refer each other, basically. And then she said, actually, I've got a charity website that needs doing now. And um, if you want to send her a proposal for it. So I did that as well. That's still ongoing. Um, so I've had about six or five, five websites so far that have, have come in. Wow. That's, that's, that's awesome. You said the first two or three, uh, they came from Twitter. Um, so basically I've been putting stuff on Facebook and my Instagram yeah. Um, and then, yeah, my family would see it. They'd repost it. And then because of their network in the local uh, villages that we live, where, where we live, um, and they've been recommending me as well. So somebody owns a deli near me and they put on their Facebook that they need a web design. Does anyone, can anyone recommend one? And then my partner's mum went on and said, oh, I really recommend Ben. He's really good. Mm -hmm. um, so then she reached out to me and said, oh, I've been recommended you by, by so-and-so. Uh, so that's social proof in in action obviously recommendations come higher than anything else that's good um i guess the question now becomes then uh what do you need help with how can i help you <laughs> yeah so i just wanted to just pick your brains really i mean obviously you've been doing this a while now um i mean one of the most challenging things i'm facing at the minute is getting customers to understand how to pay like not how to pay, sorry, but the urgency of paying. So um, for example, the charity one, which I did really early on, I think that was my first website. Um, I, I, the proposal was about 800 pounds, uh, which is about nine, $950, $1,000, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, I got a deposit off them, which took, took quite a while. Um, but then because there was no like, real end, end point, um, that I'm still waiting for content. I'm still waiting for them to finish it. I'm still waiting for like the donation form to be integrated and stuff. So there's no, it's not on me. The ball's in their court. Um, mm. But it's been like three or four months now where I've just not been paid. So I don't know if you've got any advice around that and how you make it a bit more rigid. Yeah, that is a very common challenge because uh, it's ultimately a challenge for your client too like they have no idea um what kind of content you need and uh how to put it together most mm. people don't know how to write a lot of you'd be surprised how many small business owners don't have much experience writing about their business about their product about their service you'll often get this really long-winded thing that no one wants to read and i always try to get them to distill it down to like smaller and smaller until it eventually gets to one, one sentence, you know, like, like the same, the very thing you'll put at the top of your heading, right. When you land on the page, that sentence in the heading needs to make it clear uh, what, ex what exactly you're offering to people, why they should be interested.
in one sentence. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I help them distill it to that. They'll send me like paragraphs of stuff. I'm like, okay, let's like, let's shorten it. I'm like, okay. And then they send me one paragraph, like shorten it even more. And they kind of refine it down to that one sentence. Mm-hmm. Getting content in general. Um, you do have to kind of hold their hand along the way. You got to try to take the work off their load. So I encourage my uh, clients to, at the very minimum, just give me a rough outline about your company, about your product or service, what it is you do. Just a rough outline. Give me something to work with. I'll take care of the images. I'll take care of the images. I'll take care of uh, icons, graphics, all that stuff. But I, I need some copy. I need to know you. And I always, and I kind of say it in like a flattering way. You know, I tell them like, you know, your business better than anybody. I don't, I can't mm. possibly um, market or sell the way you'll be able to. And mm. that kind of gets them thinking like, okay, yeah, like you're right. It's my business. Like I'm the one doing the sales. How would I describe this to someone if I was face to face with them? And how does that translate onto a page? So I said, don't worry about getting it perfect. Just, just at the very least, give me a rough outline and I'll mm-hmm. go from there. I'll take it from there. And then we'll refine it as we go. We'll, we'll change a little paragraph here. We'll refine the text here, but we need a backbone, some kind of structure to start with. There are tools out there that promise to do this kind of thing. I know of one specifically. I haven't used it personally. I've heard other people talk about it a lot. It's called Content Snare. Okay. And, and basically it's a platform that it promises to remove this issue <laughs> that uh, designers constantly have with their clients. And the idea is once they sign on, you create this very simple template and send it to them and say, this is exactly what I need. Like I need this many images. I need this, I need copy for this page, this text. I need uh, a YouTube video for this or like, and it clearly articulates exactly um, what you need to get started. And from their point of view, they'll be able to just simply upload the content directly to this platform. Um, I personally haven't had any experience with it because frankly, well, one, I try to keep the amount of tools that I need to use to a minimum. (laughs) I don't, yeah. I don't want to have too many subscriptions on the go for things that I don't absolutely need. Uh, and two, I, I haven't found it completely necessary yet. I try, I try to make things so simple for my clients so that they really feel like I'm, I'm, I'm taking the work off of their shoulders. So they don't even have yeah. to think about it, but it does require, I try to think of it as like an 80, 20 thing. I tell them like, I can do 80% of it, but I need you to help me with the first 20. Just send me whatever you got. Even if it's just stuff you've already printed. Like, let's say you have a brochure, a flyer, uh, a business card. Give me any, any marketing materials you have. Send it my way. I can read it, learn about your business, and take it from there. Yeah. And it helps when they've already got a website that you're just updating. Then you can just kind of copy the text over. Oh, then it's even easier. Yeah. Then, then you've already got usually as long as it's a decent enough website, you've got a backbone for the copy and you mm. can just pull that and just make a better website out of it. And then once the, once the first draft is up, then you can start tweaking and refining and, and such. Yeah. yeah I think it's, it, it's challenging because um, so for example, I've had this new, new client reach out to me. He wants a website about um, ponds. He builds ponds for a living. Um, 
and he's so busy. So I've got him to sign off on the proposal. So use bonsai for that, which is really good. Because uh, I do, I do when they get the proposal there and they have to physically go in and click accept. And I give them like three or four different choices. So they go in, choose which one they want. Uh, so I know he wants it and he's signed off on it, but now I need to get the contract signed. I want a down payment. I just kind of want to go through him. So I, I've toyed with the idea of going through like a really rigid, strict structure. So when they sign a contract, say from this date to this date is how long it's going to take me. At, this, at the end date, um, I need paying regardless of whether you've got me all the stuff I need. So it, it can go live with sample pictures and sample text and a holding page. Um, but at that point, that's when the bill needs paying, not two months down the line when you decide to get me the copy. But I don't know if that's too strict or not. Uh, I could really, you got to be careful with that. I could see that kind of backfiring. Because here's the thing, you're like, they've given you 50%, right? Uh, 25, we've been asking for. Oh, 25. So I would always say 50%, always. If, someone okay. want, does it, if they don't want to do 50, say, thanks for your time. They can go elsewhere. And this is a big reason okay. why you need that upfront investment to get them motivated. So they're not wasting their money. 25% mm. might be just small enough that they can put it on the back burner and forget it and procrastinate. But yeah. if you, if you uh, re uh, require 50% upfront before anything even starts, you get that buy-in from them. No one mm. wants to waste 400, 500 pounds or, or dollars, or whatever, throw it away for nothing, you know? So I always require 50%. At that point, that's free money. You haven't done any work yet. If they choose to to procrastinate and take longer, of course you prefer like you to do the job and get the other fifty percent, and and to get a bigger payout of it. But frankly, you've gotten the fifty percent. If they want to take longer, that's that's up to them. Yeah, that makes right? sense. Like yet you haven't done any actual work yet, right? Hmm. So technically you've just gotten free money. <laughs> so what I would do, and, and frankly, this does happen. I have uh, two clients right now, actually, where we're in this exact situation. And uh, I have to send them an email every couple of months. Say, hey, how's the power things going? Just checking in. Uh, and I write a, a simple email like, hey, like, I don't want you to have to waste your money. I'd really like to, to finish this project for you. Do you yeah, need any help? Do you, do you yeah. need any help? getting started i always phrase it like that like how, not like when can you get me the content it's can i help you in any way where are you where are your roadblocks is there something that's that's holding you up that will give you like a 95 percent response rate people are always willing to accept help and usually yeah. it's it's just something simple like honestly i really don't know how to where to start i don't know how to write and then i can kind of okay well i can work with that let's do some back and forth. So always phrase it in a way that you want to help them and you don't want them to waste their money because essentially they've thrown a couple hundred pounds at you right now for nothing. Mm -hmm. I think it's a, that's a, it's a very good point. I think I've had, so I mentioned at the start, I've had about five or six websites now. Um, only two of those are actually live. The rest of them are just kind of um, pending. Um, and then there is another one which I managed to, get full payment for because I took a down payment um, and he's been so lacking in responding to my emails. So I've just said to him, look, you need to pay the whole thing. And then it's up to you when, when it goes live. And he has actually done that now. So that's good. Um, but yeah, it's been a challenge. It's just trying to like this new one I've got taken on. It's the, the pond one. Um, 
you can tell he's a busy man. He's working on his, he's working in his business uh, Monday to Friday, and the website is kind of an afterthought. Um, so he, he said yes to it, but he's, he's not taking the next steps. If that makes sense. So yeah, it's challenging in that respect. Yeah, that's gonna happen. I have clients, like I said, I have some a couple like that right now, and some people are a lot of people are extremely busy, and you just you gotta just try to be flexible and and work with them. Because if you want to, I mean, maybe one day you get to a point where you can be very selective with your clients because you're, you know, I, I have a luxury now of being more selective with my clients because mm. I've grown it to a point where I don't have to accept every website that comes in. But in the beginning, especially you're going to, you're going to take a few, a few hits or a few, um, you're going to experience a few unique challenges, but. And I guess that's, well, if, you, if you're at the point where you are, where you can you can turn down work. If, if you say to them, I can do it, but it's going to be in three months time or two months time. Then if they're willing to accept that, then that's, that's really good because they've got the buy-in. Yeah. Uh, well, again, the 50% deposit is, is important for the buy-in. Mm. And uh, if someone has an issue with that, that is a warning sign. <laughs> that means they're yeah, not yeah. bought in, right? That yeah. means you're, you, you're dealing with someone who could potentially become a pain. So mm. you're, then you're like, okay, I understand, but that's, I do that for this, these reasons. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, and then just in terms of like time, how long, like if say, if we do, if we say it's a thousand dollar website to you, is that about a week, five days to complete it from start to finish or would it be longer? Depends on the site. Um, mm. it, it wouldn't take me five full days. No. Um, I mean, like generally speaking, I could do a thousand dollar website in about 20 hours. Hmm. Um, and that's, that's it. That's talking about like, you know, up to five pages type thing. Yeah. Like yeah. I would say about 20 hours, maybe upwards of to 30. If there's a little more customizations, more extra features and stuff, but I would say around 20. So I could pull basically like two 10 hour days or, you know, three, eight hour days or something and it, it will be done. Yeah, because I'm guessing at the moment as well, because I'm, I'm obviously quite new to it, I'm still tinkering a lot and trying to trying to get things right, which are taking longer, uh, or trying to figure things out. Like I'm doing this website at the minute where I'm using Jet Engine and uh, the plugin with Elementor, and yeah, it can take like half a day just trying to figure out how to do one thing with that, like in terms of like custom uh, custom post queries and stuff like that. Mm. What do you? So you said Jet Engine. Jet engine, yeah. It's what like um, it's like uh, what's what's the competitor? Uh, it's like custom posts, so you can do like you know loops and stuff like that. So you can have um, so for example, if you have a client that wants to showcase their project, it can be like a like a blog post, but rather than a traditional WordPress blog post, it will just say project name, project value, description of projects, and then a gallery of the project. And it's like really easy for the client to put new projects on on the back end of WordPress. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Um, I've never heard of it. I might have to look that, into that. Yeah, they've got quite a few good plugins. I've got Jet Engine, Jet Elements. Um, there's quite a few good ones, but I try and keep it just using Jet Engine because it's quite powerful um, and you can do so much with it. Um, so like, for example, I'm doing the charity website. There's one for events. Um, so you make you make it really easy for them to add a new event. So they go into the WordPress dashboard, and all they have to fill in is event name, event date, um, who's organising the event, 
the date the location of the event and then when they click submit it then just populates it on the front end of the website and like an, as, a, as a new blog post but in an event format oh beautiful yeah that's uh yeah i'll definitely have to look into that because that that's uh something you that people are always going to ask for and you know making wordpress easier for them to be able to mm. make those changes themselves right yeah definitely yeah cool um, yeah, I've just started with um, doing some membership packages as well. So I think similar to yours, you know, where you do things like um, daily backups and that sort of thing. Um, so when I do a proposal now, I've, I get the price of the website and then underneath that there's price. So it'll be price of website in brackets, no updates and then, or no support, sorry. And then there'll be another one, which will be the price of the website plus the support. So you can either pay yearly and get a reduced fee or you can pay monthly. Um, is that the best way to do it? Or how, what, what, what's your recommendation on that one? Yeah, let's pull up uh, your pricing page here. So I like that you're trying to do transparent pricing. That's because that's something that uh, if you can do it is great. People like to see that. They they don't want to have to request qu request quotes from you know a dozen different web designers. It's a bit of a pain. So. I have been looking at ways actually of kind of implementing a, a calculator, a uh, pricing calculator into my oh, site okay. so, they can, so they can get an instant quote based on what exactly what they need, like how many pages, what features, and I'm kind of yeah. productizing. So that's what I'm, I'm kind of working on now. Hmm. Um, but a lot of web designers are doing now something similar to what you're doing with packages, like starter hmm. package, premium package. Um I think that's good. I th and I think it's, I think it's clear enough. I, th I feel like it might be, yeah, there's a, it's a long list of features. Some, sometimes these guys go like way overboard with a list of features to the point where you can't read anything. Hmm. Like yeah, you always have to think about it from the perspective of a client who doesn't even understand what any of that means, you know, yeah, like um, it can get pretty overwhelming for them. And so Yours is pretty good. It's not too long. And I think it does clearly like, even like with conversion optimized, uh, you know, you have the little acronym CRO. So in case they've heard that term before, they can mm. understand what that means. And I think it's clear enough. The, the differences between the two, cause you blacked out, um, the blog and e-commerce features for the starter package, whereas yeah. the premium package, uh, does have that. So I think, I think you did a good job of, of, clearly identifying what are the differences between the two packages. And then you even have a, an option for additional pages after that. So I think that's, I think it's pretty good. Um, I guess at this point is, so when you click, let's start, where does that take you? Uh, that takes you to a, like a landing page with a, a contact form. form, contact form. Yeah. Um, I've not had anyone come through this, this funnel yet. So yeah, the idea is that the land on, let's do this. And then they kind of just fill out the form, tells me everything that I need to know to get started. Um, and then, yeah, it pings off an email. Yeah, I like it. And you have some good questions in the forum too. Like if it's a, is this a new site or a redesign? Um, obviously basic ones, like how many pages do you need? Uh, do you have a brand or not? Any special features, integrations? Yeah. Yeah, because I thought it's you said they have a brand. Because a lot of people don't have a brand, then yes, that's that's one of the brand. questions I I ask as well. Yeah, 
because uh, a lot of people are starting from completely from scratch and they're going to need a logo and everything. And I, think, I don't think people appreciate how much you need a brand to build a website because otherwise it's just a random bunch of colors and elements. Of yeah, it's amazing how many people, they don't think about that Yeah, as, as an integral part. Yeah, so I, I think you have a, a decent little funnel going here. It's a good, it's good. And then on the, if you click on the menu to get my, my membership, uh, if you click on, mem- uh, yeah, it's just called memberships. And then I'll take you to the, um, it's a very similar uh, format. So you just got the starter maintenance and the premium maintenance. Oh, yeah. Right. So same idea, but with monthly services, design uh, packages. Okay. Oh, this is different. So you have uh, graphic design as well. Yeah, I mean, full disclosure, I'm just using, I mean, I, I can design as well. Um, These are Canva I, templates. Exactly. Uh, edited a slightly, a little bit, but Canva's amazing. And even if you yep. give a client a Canva account and say you can do this yourself, they, they really still can't if they don't know anything about design. So uh, the idea behind yep. that was you pay me £35 a month for, or £49 a month and you say right Ben I need this doing for social media and then I'll just go in and create it on their Canva account um, and then yeah that, that's that's that because it, it really is a ridiculously good tool uh, and it can even output in vector format now so which is really really good if they want to really scale up their artwork it's yeah it's by far the best graphic design tool I've been using it since the beginning for years um mm. Is that profitable for you? I see it's 39 pounds a month and you offer 10, 10 designs. Uh, 35 pound a month for, uh, where is it? Uh, yeah, no one, no one's, no one's, no one's bought it. Yeah. They're just on there. Um, but yeah, I mean, for you, if, if someone does buy that, is that profitable? Cause yeah. that's basically, f- uh, four pounds per design. Yeah, I mean, it depends how, how quick. So if they've already got the brand in Canva and you're just pulling in logos and pulling in color elements, uh, mm-hmm. it'll take you literally minutes to create a social media post. And it's not necessarily how much time it takes to build each post. It's having that consistency that they can output to their channels. And, and I guess that's what they're paying for, really. And that's what I've discussed when I, when I take them on. I think I would like to see... Like... When I go to the pricing page, uh, I don't see any mention of, of your monthly memberships. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, so I think that's something you should really feature prominently because the recurring revenue should be your, your primary goal, frankly. That's, what, that's mm. really what helped me grow my business uh, quickly is having the recurring mm. revenue after I finish building the site for someone. So I, at the very least, I'd like to see some kind of mention on your pricing page about that service. Um, I think as a, as a, I think that could be simplified. So you have, you have a pricing page, you have a web design page, a graphic design page, a memberships page. I think I would like to see yeah, the I've pricing. I've been struggling page. with that. Too. Yeah. So, but I noticed you do have website pricing on your web design page, which is great. It's, you should have, I think it should be an, a, like a dedicated landing page for web design and all the information they would ever need should be on the web design page. And the only reason they should have to click away is to uh, the call to action to contact you to book a call or to get a quote. So rather than have to click to a yeah, separate pricing page, 
Uh, like you already have the pricing on the web design page, which is great. But yeah. again, I don't see any mention on your web design page about your membership, your monthly maintenance membership. So if you could combine that, like put everything about web design, your pricing, your monthly pricing and all the features and your portfolio, everything you do about web design on the web design page. And then everything you need to do about graphic design, same thing, all the thing, all the features you offer, your service you offer, your portfolio, pricing and monthly pricing, all for graphic design on the same page. Yeah, that's a really good idea, yeah. And create it more like a landing page. So when you land on there, it funnels them down and then they can commit to the end of it. Exactly. Um, Yeah, that's good. I'm just looking at it now, actually, on the web design page. We've got a call to action in the first, just after the first paragraph, which is way too soon, I think. There's nothing wrong with having that option at the front. Most people won't take Mm. it. They'll need need a little more convincing. But some people are just looking for that. So there's nothing wrong with making it obvious. Mm. So I would keep that. But then... Most people will, they'll, they'll scroll down. They'll need to be convinced a little bit more. And then um, I would actually, I would say your call to action at the bottom is a little too, a little too much white space, I think. It's a little too hard to find, to scroll down to it. Oh yeah, they, I've um, seen that on a few websites and I really liked it. I think it works a lot better on mobile. So when, you, when you're on a mobile and you go down with, you scroll down. Ah, uh, yeah. And- at the bottom of the page, we end up with a full page with one call to action. It just looks really nice and simple. But yeah, on desktop, it just looks a bit a bit big, doesn't it? The other thing is your, so the text that says ready to get started, that mm. links to a Google Doc form. But your let's go button links to your let's start landing page. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't so even that, notice that was linked, actually, that ready to get started. Yeah, that can create some confusion if there's two separate places to... So I think you're very close. You've done a lot of great stuff already. It's just some refining about the, like you talked about in the beginning, the funnel, yeah. making it super easy for people to, to follow this process. Just scroll down the page and then there's only one call to action. Yeah, no, that's, um, no, yeah, you're right. That's I'll, I'll work on that. That's, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm getting a little bit of traffic to the website. I'm not getting too much organic. Um, oh, yeah, I wanted to ask you as well, you know, with regards to my menu, is that good for SEO or do I need to revert back to like a standardized Elementor menu for SEO? You mean the mobile style menu that you have here? Yeah, I've heard that having it, because it's currently just a pop-out. It's a pop-up, sorry, Elementor pop-up. But I've heard it's not great for SEO because it can't really tell the structure of the It's menu. a pop-up. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. The the other the real, you know what it is? It looks cool. <laughs> it's very uh, clever and like artistic. It's one of those things where you're like, man, this looks awesome. It's like a sweet feature. It's like artistic. It's a design thing. Mm. However, it actually damages the user experience. And yeah. sometimes I've done this before too. I'm like, this is going to be such a cool like graphic or animation or like pop up, and then I do it, and then I find it actually damages my experience. People mm. will contact me like it's a little hard to find this or that or like i couldn't find your menu or something and i'd be like and they're right so sometimes we overthink it and we try to get a little too fancy and then we damage like simple simple is better and uh yeah i would honestly i think you'd be better off just having a standard nav across the top and lay it out so people could even they could see just across everything you do without even have actually have to click on anything yeah right now you have to click on this uh, hamburger icon to for the menu to pop up. 
no yeah that's it's a good point and i think it is you know when you, you know on google when you see when you, you know if you google an established business you might even have this on yours i think you do actually it's got the the google like structure breakdown so it'll have the type of the website and then like different pages underneath yeah you mean when it's listed in google with like the sublinks kind of underneath it exactly yeah it looks like a proper little structure yeah you've got it on yours so you've got rapid web launch and then underneath yeah. you've got the blog fast and affordable and patrick how, how does how do you get that is that anything you have to do to get that or uh that's kind of just like a uh, I think that would be in your schema structure, but to be honest, Google is the one that fit, decides whether they list it like that or not. You don't have a, mm. a complete say in it. You can try to do little things to encourage it, but ultimately Google is the one that figures out whether that is useful for the search intent of what the person's looking for. Yeah. So I, 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 like, I didn't, I didn't used to have that, but at some point as my site grew and I had like different landing pages and I had a blog and I had categories for the blog, I had a YouTube channel and about like once it expanded, Google felt like, okay, it might make sense to have multiple links to these different pages. Cause they, yeah. while they fall under the same brand, they're a different intent. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And I guess once you've, your domain's got a bit of authority, it's been there for a while, it will also start to do it slowly. Yeah, I would I would worry less about that and just kind of, again, think about each of your landing pages as a funnel. Picture someone actually, instead of landing on your homepage, they're landing directly on your web design page. Yeah. And that's, that's very realistic. That is what happens because people will search for graphic design and your graphic design page will pop up instead of your homepage. And that's what they're going to land on. So you want to dedicate everything on that page for that intent. Yeah. Now that makes a lot of sense. Okay. I think we have, uh, we have time for one more question. If you got one. Um, yeah. I mean, I think we've, we've been through most of my, my main struggles at the minute were like, like we spoke about before. It's just um, client commitments, client pay structure. And, but yeah, from you, from what you said, getting 50% up front, front that's, really good i didn't even think of that to be fair for the financial buy-in um yeah and then just yeah so with the copy sort of thing yeah i've got a few good tips from me there as well so like getting a little bit from them and then kind of um i can i can do the rest of it but no that's that's good to be fair um yeah just yeah and just to um kind of drive that point home with the, the content i know it's every web designer's frustration uh, not receiving the content from them. So it, it's, I've tried really hard to, uh, to empathize with them and figure out where they're coming from mm -hmm. and, and come at it from a point of view that I'm trying to help them. Like, how yeah. can I help you make the, how can I make this easier for you? And you'll get, you'll get an answer. Trust me. People always want easier. Mm. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming like as well, you can, you can create the page um, and then they, they can just go in and edit what they want to anyway, can't they? So it's not the end of the world if I just kind of, I mean, I've done, I've done a few sites now, like the charity website. I've gone in and put my own text in there thinking what they might want to put in there. And then when they're reviewing the site, they've gone, um, oh, I'm not sure what you mean by this. I'm like, well, that's just sample text. That's for you to change. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they're, they're taking it as not real text. Yeah. Yeah, they often yeah. think the uh, that's like a final final copy or something. Or they're yeah, like, I don't yeah. know what you were trying to say with that. And you're like, no, I was. Yeah. It's just filler text to yeah, exactly. For you yeah. to write. 
but um, yeah unfortunately that is and and you'll get very good at that like you'll over the years you're gonna get a lot of practice writing copy mm. and that man copywriting copywriting storytelling those are high level people will pay a lot of money for a good copywriter a good storyteller because mm. that's every, storytelling is is a fundamental uh element of just of being human we never get tired of stories it doesn't even matter the medium of it but a good storyteller it'll hook us every time and that's what sales that's what salesmen do no yeah operators do yeah that's very good um but yeah thank you very much for that patrick that's been is it hopefully that's been all been all right no it's good yeah this is i enjoy doing this it's nice uh it's fun chatting with people all over the world. I've, I've talked with people from like 15 different countries at this point, all at like different stages of their web design journey, but mostly mm. almost all at the beginning. Cause that's kind of what this is designed for. And no, it's um, fascinating. I picked it up on Spotify, I think. And I just searched for web designers or something in, in the podcast section. And it, yeah, it just popped up. I think I've listened to probably like your past 10 or 12 podcasts now. So no, it's really good. Um, really good. Sweet. Well, thanks for stopping by. I look forward to uh, seeing how your, your website and business evolves. Yeah, brilliant. I say thank, thank you for very much for that. And I'll, um, yeah, got some good ideas there so I can go away and evolve that. Sweet. All right. Stay safe, Ben. Cool. Thanks, Patrick. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to have a free 30-minute one-on-one coaching session with me, and be the next guest on the podcast, just click the link in the description and submit your info. Keep up the good work.